0: check yourself. You got to keep your finger on that pulse. It's easy to slide back into behavioral patterns and the thought patterns and the belief patterns of an owner operator. There's a sexiness to it. There's an attractiveness to it. There's something that comes sometimes from that, but you have to be able to identify you may be the capacity block.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of
0: a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Steven Franson.
1: What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Steven Franson,
0: And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And here we are, we are just
1: crushing this crazy eight series on the eight most common capacity blocks in your practice doc. That's right. You heard it right. In your practice, we're talking to you right now. We've been talking to you through this whole series and I hope that you're participating in our eight crazy eight, eight week challenge, right? So man, what a great way to end the year. You know, you can identify those places where there are rubs where there's resistance to growth in your practice. And in any one of these, you address any one of these crazy eight capacity blocks, you need to see your practice grow. Imagine what happens if you start knocking down four, five, six, seven, all eight of them. Dr. Pete, I'm super stoked to hear the success stories coming out of this series, knowing that everybody is going to finish this year strong, running into 2022 you know, with just such a just as like a ball of fire, just kick off the year. So, uh, we've already done the first uh, of the capacity blocks, the philosophical capacity blocks. We've done the mental capacity block. We've done the logistical capacity block. We've done the physical, the physical plan capacity block. And here we are. We find ourselves on number five, the personnel capacity block. Man, this is a big one. It's all about your team. And you know what they say 95% of your problems are people problems. So uh, we're going to be punching that one right in the nose on this episode.
0: You know what I love about doing these eight part series doc <laughs> is that uh, we're still creating them and people are consuming them and we're getting the feedback as we go. You know, it's one of those are like, Hey, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of this series. I'm like, yeah, this one's going to, this is our longest series I think we've, we've ever done. I mean, I think it's eight plus a, like a, a an intro. So this is a long series. And, and what I love about it is, we're going deeper. You know, we always say, we're not, we're not trying to get through it. We're trying to get to it. And this is one of those series where, you know, our goal is to help you get to it. To what? To what's important now so you can get to what's important next and what's important ultimately. CEOs, we think in three frames of time now, next, and ultimately. So we position this perfectly, we believe, because it's right at the end of a year going into a new year. And as CEOs, it's really important for us to be able to, you know, assess really well, And then direct really well right so we're able to determine hey these are our highest priorities right now these are going to be our highest priorities next and so our goal for this series is as you assess each one of these categories all eight today we're going to be focusing on your personnel which we're really fired up about is that this would then give you the areas where you need to focus when it comes to your team for the next quarter or the next year even right so that's the power of this and doing an assessment of hey where is my team at? So we expect that you're able to do that for each one of these eight capacity blocks. And the question isn't, you know, do I have a capacity block here? It's where do I have a capacity block here? Remember, there is capacity block. We all have it. I don't care what the business is. There's a capacity block. And in these eight, you'll find, hey, this is where the capacity block is. And it reminds me of something, Doc. We were at uh, we were at our retention immersion a few weeks back. And... Um, one of the, one of our clients, we were, I was doing a coaching call after, and he said, this was our fourth time going to the retention immersion. And he said, it was amazing because we were, we found there were areas that we, things that we weren't doing. There were things that we had been doing, but weren't doing right. There were things that we, um you know, needed completely, you know, were not, you know, doing and addressing at all. We hadn't even heard of, we were like, wow, how do we miss that? So, the reality is, is that you know, as a business owner and a leader and a CEO, you're always looking at your business. Even if you've been around that track once, you go back around and you can see, hey, where do we, or are we missing on these things? And I, I love that as a best practice is that you know, we're continually reassessing and reevaluating our businesses. Just like you go back to another immersion, hey, we're training on these things again. Guess what? We're going to get better this time. And hey, there's some areas where we haven't. So as we look at your people today, we're going to look at it through the filter, the lens of what we call the four rights. Dr. Stephen, uh, this is going to be good.
1: Yeah, it's it's. I love it as you say that it's it's thinking about it's like a fitness issue, like it's like a business fitness issue. Because I had clients all week saying the same thing to me, right? Different scenarios. My third time at the retention immersion. This was my eleventh, three, uh, you know, immersion. Or it was amazing attending this immersion two years later with a different team. You know, like everybody had different, you know, observations. But so often you hear things like, "Man, I know I've heard you say that before," or "I know I've trained on this in the past." but it just landed differently this time, right? So, and I'm, and just recognize it's like, listen, we like to say that the first lap through, you know, this is about competency. And then the next lap through, it's on your way to mastery, right? And we just go over and over and over and we gain mastery as we learn, right? So um, for you, if you're listening to this and you saying, man, we're going to talk about team, so much of your business is your team, right? Building a business is building a team. So I'll tell you, out of all eight of these, I, I guarantee you, that your biggest points of resistance in your practice is your team. I'll tell you that right now, right? I, I, I can almost guarantee it. You might be saying to yourself, oh no, 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 this is the strongest part of my practice. If that's true, man, and I hope it is, congratulations. But that's gonna be rare error if that's true for you, right? Because there will be somebody on your team that is sideways. Either they used to buy into your vision story and and now they no longer do, right? Or maybe they don't buy into the vision story, period, right? And they're in there and they're punching the clock and then everybody in between, right? So it's just so critical that we get these four rights right or Mm -hmm. you're guaranteed to have massive capacity issues at every single role in the practice, right? And the pain around this, the real reality around this is there's a compound effect to that. I mean, if you've got a capacity block at your check-in CA, and then you've got a capacity block at your check—I uh, mean, at your tech CA—and then you've got a capacity block at your associate doctor, or maybe it's you, doc, and then you get a capacity block at the check-out CA, or maybe it's the office manager over at the top. Man, those things don't add together; they multiply, right? And this yeah. is a this is a massive issue, which is exciting because it means. That, that translates into a massive opportunity. So here's one of the big pain points that I see, Dr. Pete, with even our best CEO docs, right? So we've got hundreds of doctors that coach with us directly inside of our Remarkable CEO program. And something that we see very, very commonly is that these doctors are understaffed, right? So this is by and large, I can almost guarantee you that you are understaffed, right? So here's the truth. You know what, what we focus on is We try to run lead businesses, right? So, oh yeah, I hear that all the time. I'm trying to keep it lean, right? So I'm trying to run, you know, with as thin of a team as possible. And I understand that on paper, that might make sense to you, but to be truthful, it creates huge exposure for you, okay, directly and indirectly, right? So here's what I've seen to be true is those doctors who think like that, you know, what they experience is they lose a key player and they lose momentum right? So if that one person that goes out on pregnancy leave or gets married and moves away, or maybe somebody quits, or maybe somebody is fired, it directly impacts them. They lose their momentum and they reset and they lose 10, $15,000 in revenue, two, three, four, five months in a row. It takes a while to reach, not just to get back to where they were before, Never mind all that growth that they lost. Do the math, do the math. You know, you want to take a three-year view of your business when you're making these types of decisions. And I guarantee you net, net, if you're running a lean team and I run a deep bench so that if I lose a key player or somebody goes on vacation or goes out on sick leave or they go off on pregnancy leave or, you know what, somebody has to be fired or they quit or whatever, you know, it's terrible, but it's a shark's tooth philosophy, right? So one gets knocked out, the other one moves in. We don't lose, we don't lose a beat, right? We don't lose a beat and we keep trucking. And Dr. Pete, something I know to be true, man, is as much as it might cost me a bit more to have a bigger team you know net net over three years I win
0: you know not losing that momentum here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors we're grateful for their support of the show
1: Cairo matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job if you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant Cairo matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to
0: ChiroMatchmakers.com. Our friend Derek Van Ness from Big Life Financial recently informed us that most doctors are overpaying taxes an average of $11,000 per $100,000 of income. That's crazy. At TRP, we say you need to systematize everything. And the truth is, Doc, if you don't have a system to save and grow wealth, you will never get ahead financially. Big Life Financial does tax and financial strategy for small business owners, helping you keep more of what you make and be smarter with it. Research and development, credit filings, tax strategy and savings, financial strategies, including cash flow banking, are all things our friend Derek Van Ness and Big Life Financial can help you with. Go to biglifefinancial.com to learn more. And Now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, so two two points I want to make on this. This is so important. Number one is, um, you know, and I want to give you an action step. And this might be a theme of your 2022 is I want you to build your bench. Build your bench. So, you know, immediately I come to the sports analogy. I'm a big sports fan. Dr. Stephen, you are as well. We always bring those up as our analogies. It's really good um, framing for our points that we want to make. And of the, all the team sports, think about them. And the three that are coming to my mind right now are basketball, baseball, football, and then hockey just popped in my brain. So like, think about how this works you have you have the players then you have the you have the backup and then you have if you're in baseball you actually have a farm system so it's like not only are we going to pull from our bench we'll actually pull from a system that's our farm system which is they're not even ready but we're going to they're going to feed into this if we have to so we have to have layers and layers of of support and the reason why is because there people can get injured things go things go wrong and the same thing happens in our businesses people get pregnant like you said um you know things happen in people's lives maybe they had an awesome opportunity they've been waiting for a that finally came their way and they need to take that step and it's the right thing for them to do right there's all sorts of scenarios or somebody's just not working out you would put so much hope and energy in them and it's like they're just not a good fit and we are not prepared to replace them but they need to go now that kind of a thing and now we're short-handed and we deal with that so First thing I want to say in 2022, this might be a theme for some of you, build your bench. Not bad. All right. The second thing is don't be the capacity block. Guilty as charged. You know, I would say for me, because I know there's some uh, of us that still have the owner operator identity, or maybe we slip back into it for one reason or another. And I would say that oftentimes the capacity block starts with you. And, And so that's why we talk about Even in our remarkable CEO program, specifically in our first uh, phase of of training, it's all about the identity shift of a CEO from an owner operator to the CEO. And one of the biggest hurdles to overcome is that identity shift. And there's a lot of layers underneath why one would struggle with this. But I will say this to all of you CEOs check yourself. You got to keep your finger on that pulse. It's easy to slide back into the behavioral patterns and the thought patterns and the belief patterns of an owner operator there's a sexiness to it. There's an attractiveness to it. There's something that comes sometimes from that, but you have to be able to identify you may be the capacity block on your team, your mindset, which we went over a few earlier in regards to your team. So I'm thinking about the mental capacity block when it comes to your team. Oftentimes that's the subluxation pattern cause effect. And so we need to be sensitive to the CEOs. Just where are you at with building that bench? When he said that, when Dr. Steven said that, were you like, no, I, I want to keep it lean. It's more profitable. I can handle it. I got this. We're going to be okay. Really? I don't know. Long term, it's not a good strategy. So I just want you to really evaluate your own selves and where you're at right now. And we want to encourage you to take that next step of investment.
1: Hey, Pete, let's pull, let's pull the blankets off of this thing right now. Because <laughs> this is right. how it, this is how this is what it looks like, right? So yeah. you may dock in your mind right now being like, oh man, adding people to my team, I'm adding overhead to my team and I'm eroding my profit margin, right? So it's like, man, I'm thinking payroll, overhead, losing profit, et cetera. That's how it, that's what an owner operator sounds like. Okay, Okay. so if you're ready to make the leap and you're ready to really grow up into the position of a CEO, CEOs, what do we look for? We look for leverage, right? So a CEO, we recognize it's like, man, you know what? I'm gonna make an investment. I'm gonna use my money to buy somebody else's time, energy, focus, and talent. I'm gonna invest in bringing in the horsepower and the talent that I'm going to need to reach my goals. That's what a CEO sounds like. Recognizing that, man, together we go further. With the right team, one plus one equals 11. I don't wanna do this on my own. I've tried brute force. I'm tired of that, right? That's called owning a job. When you have goals that you wanna reach, a CEO recognizes, man, I've gotta bring people in. I'm gonna use my money to buy their time, energy and focus to free up my time, energy, and focus, man, it's an investment. That's where you create scalability and durability.
0: I'm excited because I think that many of you are going to listen to this podcast, and you have been, are going to take some action on this. So, so the first one we got to get right, Doc Stevens, we got to get the right person. Uh, and I love this. And we talked about we were going to we were going to title this episode the Four Wrongs because <laughs> it's like if you've got capacity block, then something is wrong. Right, one of these four is wrong or two of them or four of them, all of them are wrong. Right, It's, it's possible for that to happen. So we want you to get these four right. The, the capacity block is when you get them wrong. So the first one you could get wrong of the four rights is the wrong person. So let's talk about that. So there's a few things we have to be conscious of and very attentive to when it comes to finding the right person. The first thing is that we want to make sure we find people that align with You know, our core values, your business core values, that they share those core values. This is fundamental because this is how we behave, right? These are the things that happen when you get squeezed, your values come out, right? This is what gets exposed. So when we're under pressure or when we're not being seen, these are the things that truly become the nature of who we are, gets exposed. So number one, you want to make sure you're hiring people that share your core values. And so obviously you need to know what your core values are, your business core values. You need to be demonstrating those values yourself. The other players in your team also should be demonstrating those core values. And then the people that come to your your interview process who are coming to, to look for, again, is this the right fit? Hey, do you align with these core values? This is what they are. The second thing is vision. That when you share the vision story with someone, this person who's gonna bring their time, energy, and their focus, their talent, who they are, and they're gonna put themselves in your team. They're gonna invest who they are with you they should see the vision and say, I want to take who I am and do that. Essentially is what it is. When I share with you my vision, this is what we're going to create. This is what's important here. These are the things that convict us. These are the things we're passionate about. This is our mission. This is what we're about. And someone hears that who's looking to potentially come on your team, they should be like, sign me up. I'm in. Like, Let me add it. I want to come. I want to do this. So the right person is they're inspired by your vision. They're literally pulled by your vision as you are. And They're actually pushed by their purpose because their purpose is their why. Why do I even want to show up and do this work? And they align with your core values. And if you miss those two, it gets it gets it gets dicey after that. So we gotta we gotta get this part right, Dr. Stephen. We gotta really lean in here and make sure that we don't cut corners, we don't miss this because it's easy to look past us and just look at a resume and be like, all right, I think this person's a good fit. And you totally miss this part. I see this happen yeah. too often, Dr. Stephen.
1: Yeah, and the, and the vision part is really where. Uh, the capacity block is most common, right? So because people will come to us for a reason and for a season, um, you know, they, the season might come and go, right? They might lose the vision, right? So they might have a vision for a, uh, for a season of your practice. Uh, whether it's, I like, I like us from 200 to 500. That was a great stretch. It was a great season. Anything over that, I wasn't, you know, happy here, what have you. And then they're going to become the point of resistance, right? It's like driving with the e-brake on, so, you know, some people they're, they're with us for a reason and for a season. So you always have that level of awareness. So you wanna be watching that. So as the vision caster, as the CEO, you gotta watch how people respond, right? How do they respond to that vision? Are they buying into it? Are they like, hell yeah, I'm in, let's do that. That has to happen, let's make that happen. If not, you're gonna have points of resistance there. Those are going to be capacity issues, right? And I'll wrap on this one, Dr. Pete, with the right person is it's A players. Right. so This is a players only. And we have our a player assessment tool that we use to determine, you know, is somebody an a player or not uh, so that you get the best of the best people in your office. Right. And, you know, that a player, you know, we assess them across talent, skill and heart. Right. So talent is God given, you know, on a scale of one to ten. Where are they? Ten being a genius, one being hopeless. Right. So where are they in the talent scale for this particular role in your practice? And then it's skill. Like, what do they know? Do they know how to do what you need them to do, right? And, you know, again, so a scale of one to 10, where is this person right now, right? And the final one is the heart issue, right? So this is, are they on purpose? Are they on mission? Are they driven? Are they a self-starter, right? So from a scale of one to 10, where are they, right? You've got to be auditing your team on a regular basis. So you make sure that you've got A players who are buying into your vision story and share your core values, right? So that's the, the first, you know, the first right, you got to get right. Any of those get wrong and you're going to be having a personnel capacity block.
0: Yep. And then this moves into the second. So let's just say that, doc, for the sake of our conversation today on this podcast, you got that right. Okay. So let's say we got the first one, right? We got the right person. The second one that we've got to get right is we got to get them in the right position or right role. Really important here guys, because it, it's easy to get somebody uh, mismatched, Right. So it's all about matching, right? We want to match the right person for the right role, right? It's, it's really important to get this right. And I, I, I mean, Dr. Steven, you and I both know as, as entrepreneurs starting businesses, there's a season where you're wearing all the hats, okay? So you know you are not matched for that, but you do it anyway. That's not this, Okay. That's what you do because you start a business and you do whatever you got to do. And, you know, it's just GSD, man. Just get it done. Just figure it out. Yeah. You but you, you and I both, the time. <laughs> you don't have a choice and you and I both know it's, it's not, it's not the way it should be long-term and it won't be if you can right. get this thing going. So this is the moment where you identify, okay, I've got things on my plate or there's things that are going on that need to be done in the office that require a certain skill set, a certain talent, a certain person. Who is that person? Who's the right person for this job? right? That's, that's the second thing. We got to find the right person. There's really three kind of things we like to look at, Dr. Steven. We like to look at number number one, do they get it? Meaning, do they understand the work, the role, the responsibilities, the objectives of this specific position in the company? One of the things that we've done, Dr. Steven, I think we've done a really good job for chiropractic is, and I'm excited because I've been around enough and I've talked to enough chiropractors that are like, man, the fact that you guys have organized the roles within an organizational chart and accountability chart is just so helpful, right. With specific, you know, competencies, core competencies for those roles with specific objectives and, you know, KPIs that one might own for those roles. Like we've really, I think done that for chiropractic where it's really hasn't been done before. Nobody, nobody, nobody had that before. So we, we try to make it easier for you. I would like to say to get the right person in the right role. I do feel like we've, we've, we've been working really hard at, at doing this and, And I feel like it's been effective, to be honest, now that we're seeing it being implemented and being done. But so you got to find somebody who understands the role. So that means you got to know what the role is. And you're actually placing a person in a role versus I'm hiring somebody and gonna try to then figure out where should they be. No, it's this is the need. We're placing you in a need in a in a role in our office position. That's right. So getting it's one, Dr. Steven, understanding number two is they want it. This has to do with passion. This means when I wake up in the, in, in the morning, I'm like, man, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm going to work. It's not work. It's my passion, man. Let me get after it. I want it. There's got to be a one. I want that role. It. I want that set of responsibilities, yeah. right? Exactly. And then the third is, you know, we have the capacity to do that. So capacity has to do with, they actually have the bandwidth. They have They actually have the training and they can do it right. You know, that's, that's what we're looking at. So, you know, obviously, you know, the get it, want to have the capacity to do it. You know, we, we, we learned that nice framework from Gino uh, over there, Gino Wickman, but yeah, Gino that, Wickman that, from
1: Traction, this is such a great system because otherwise it's like, how do you have that conversation? You know, it's when you sit down with your COO, who's running the team, you look and if there's underperformance in that role, you, the, you look at that role, not the person, you, uh, there's underperformance in that role. It's like, well, who's in that role right now? It's almost again back to the sports analogies. If you're running a football team, you're like, "Hey, we're under we're we're not we're not completing passes. We're not converting first downs, right? So, we're we're not scoring uh, extra points or, you know, field goals. You know, so, well, who do we have in that role right now? Do they get it? Do they want it? Do they have the capacity to do it well? It's such a great way to assess that team member and, you know, I like the way you framed that. It's like always looking at your business from the from the position of know your business as it is as as if it were a sports team, there are positions, there are roles, and you bring particular athletes in or bring particular people in to fill those roles versus just hire a bunch of people and hand out tasks for people to do. Right. So, you know, Dr. B, I think we do an exceptional job at organizing this and, you know, this is, If people are struggling with this and they need help with this, they've got to attend our remarkable team building immersion, right? So we have that coming up in January. You and I are still pumped coming off of the remarkable retention immersion, but we've got team building coming up in January. It's January 22nd and 21st. And this guys, if you're listening to us right now, being like, what are you talking about? Or man, yeah, it's been kind of wonky. I'm that person who hires somebody, and gives them a bunch of work. And then after a year or two of them being there, there's certain things that they like to do and don't do. So the next person that we hire, they hand it off to that person. So everybody's got their pile of tasks that they do, right? And and man, you don't want to operate like that, right? So you want to have clear and distinct roles or what we call functions of the business under each one of those functions is a set of responsibilities that are organized underneath that function and we understand the uh, the type of person or the avatar that would have the attributes the skill sets and the experience so that they're going to be awesome in that role right so we've defined each and every role in the chiropractic office and we have created these snapshots which allows you to recognize oh that's the role this is what it takes all the way through, all the way through the job description, all the way through how to incentivize them, how to train them, and really the scorecards that help organize everything, which really, of course, speaks to our next topic.
0: Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Become the local health expert in your community through content marketing with Leverage Media. At Leverage Media, we have the most comprehensive marketing strategy of any chiropractic marketing agency out there. Where most agencies focus on one aspect, we have a 360-degree approach. By taking a content-first approach, we help you build value in your community that drives results. Leverage Media is a full-service digital content and lead generation agency specifically for chiropractors. We're a one-stop shop for all things website, video marketing, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and more. We help chiropractors like you become the local health expert in their community through content marketing. To schedule your free strategy session, go to www.contentintopatients.com. .com that's contentintopatients.com Imaging Services is a leader in digital solutions for chiropractors in the United States, offering full service to chiropractors including service and support on digital X-ray and X-ray products. Imaging Services has a fully dedicated software and on-call staff. To learn more, you can contact Mike Tokash directly at 610-812-3079 or visit www.theimagingservices.com. Now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah. So it's, it's a journey, right? The four rights and they one leads to the next one. So for the sake of our conversation, if you got the first one wrong, the wrong person, then full stop, we don't move forward, right? That's the end. If you get the the right person and you get him in the right role. So let's say we got that right. Then the next step, the next thing we've got to get right is we've got to have them be doing the right work, right? So this goes back to actually what you're talking about is having that avatar positioned and put into a position where that's been defined. This is what's expected of you. So doing the right work is, these are the objectives of this position. This is why this position exists. This is the, this is the purpose of this position. Objective number one, objective number two, objective number three. And when I look at these objectives, I can say, I can do this. I, I want to do this. Um, you know, this is, I understand what needs to be done. Do you understand what needs to be done? Yes. So now we get into the more, granular level of actually doing the work right so these are the these are the uh, jobs that are part of what I call key responsibilities these are the key responsibilities of your position can you do these things these are the things i'm going to train you on these are the things that you're going to develop number one a competency in and this is where onboarding is so important i have to speak to that right now if we do if we do a really good job interviewing and hiring but we drop the ball at onboarding it's a it oh my you're just you're putting them in such a hard position. And oftentimes, A players will not tolerate that and they're out, right? They, they won't they won't tolerate a, a a sloppy beginning those first 90 days. We've got to nail those first 90 days that onboarding we like to call like a probationary period of time. It's It's a period of time where there's just a sensitivity to, hey, you're new, and we're getting to know each other. And we're learning how to work together. We're learning how to dance on this floor together. And we have a sensitivity to that. So we're going to be over communicate, we're going to be Hyper vigilant, hypersensitive to you during this season of onboarding. And that's really one of the keys, Dr. Stephen, I've noticed with really successful long term relationships with, with a team is to bring people in really well. I think that's the first stage of really getting people doing the right work right. So if they do that work right, they've got clarity around what it is that needs to be done. They know exactly what's expected of them. What are those key responsibilities? That's documented, written down, and it's being reviewed regularly. Right? It's being brought up consistently you know, with your, let's say, manager. If, if they're, you know that person is managing this new new hire, it's really important that that's happening. And this never stops us doing the right work. right? So it's the right person in the right role doing the right work. Now, that never stops. Once you're starting to work, Doc, you and I know work can evolve. There can be elements that, that change and evolve over time. And we want to make sure we're continuing to do the right work. The difference between busy and being productive, and that's what this is coming down. Duck Steven, I know this is a. There's a lot we could say on this. I'll just I'll stop there. I'll throw it back to you. But uh, that this one becomes a, you know a real issue uh, if it's not it's not handled correctly.
1: Yeah, and you can't be you know you can't make it up as you go right. So you got to make sure that you have a system that you follow. And the system that we use is the scorecard system. Uh, so the scorecard is. The way you create that level of focus for everybody on your team, it's like, okay, so Dr. Pete, in this role in the business, these are your responsibilities. And this quarter, this is what I want you to focus on now, right? So our scorecard creates that level of focus. Man, it's like one of the most powerful tools that we have. That scorecard is what creates that focus and focus is what makes the difference between productivity, excuse me, busyness and productivity, right? So we have a scorecard training. We have a, this is the tool that we want to give away today uh, on this episode. So we're going to give you guys the scorecard and what's called the KPI legend, which is list our favorite KPIs. Uh, for each and every position on the team and the activities that will predictably drive those KPIs, key performance indicators. This is just gold, Dr. Pete. It's uh, you know, it's probably uh, our clients, what's one of their favorite resources. Man, we took something that's really, really difficult to do, right? And we made it so much easier for you to do. I wish I could make it easy, but we're gonna make it easier, right? And if you'd like, you can download that scorecard and the KPI legend, which is going to get you 85, 90% of the way there. If you need more help with that, just reach out to us. We're happy to jump on a call with you and, uh, and, you know, help you work it out, brainstorm with you and help you get those scorecards right. Because once you do, man, you are pulling back uh, some of the incredible capacity blocks that people have with their personnel because they just get stuck with good people, you know, the right people in the right role. Uh, They're just not doing the right work, right? They're just focused on everything, warming surfaces, They're not starting fires anywhere and they don't really make any real
0: motion. So there's two big things, Dr. Stephen. you've, you've, you've stated today on this episode that I want to make sure everybody takes advantage of. Number one is January 21st and 22nd, 2022, the team building immersion. Um, I think it would be really valuable for you to start your year off strong, breaking through the capacity block of personnel, by being at that event, the events, the immersions that we have, Dr. Stephen, are so powerful again, coming Right off of a, an immersion we just ha- had in in October, so awesome. the retention immersion, so awesome. So I really want to encourage all of you. If you've been immersions before, we'll look forward to seeing you there. If you've never been, this is it's always you know the first step's the hardest step. So take that first step, to get to one immersion, get to an immersion. This is an excellent one. Bring your team with you, and um, and let's let's work on your business together. Let's let's all. Come together and work together because together we go farther, right? That's the truth. And, and I'm always so
1: impressed, like how welcoming everybody is. Like, don't be intimidated. Like people sitting there, listen, we've got some badass, we've got some badass chiropractors and chiropractic teams in that room, no question about it. But there's plenty of docs who are just starting out, other docs that have been struggling for 25 years, right? So just so you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be welcome and received exactly where you are, and we're gonna help you optimize where you are. And gracefully navigate to the next level. So please don't don't stay at home. Don't stay away because you feel like, man, I'm going to feel awkward or I'm, I'm I'm embarrassed or whatever. Man, don't let any of those. Again, that's a limiting belief, right? Don't let any of those prevent you from just making 2022 the biggest year ever.
0: Hundred percent, Doc. You nailed it. And that brings me to my my second point, which is the the scorecard and the KPI legend. I mean, just the fact that you can have that in your possession you've already upgraded your your team and your business potential uh, significantly by that. I mean, it's again, like you said, one of our client's favorite tools, most valued tools, most treasured possessions is just having that. And what a driver for driving focus and productivity on your team. So that's the that's that. And the third thing I'm going to talk about, a uh, point I want to make is the, the final right. So if you get the right person and you get them in the right role, the right position, and they're doing the right work, the final piece, that's, that's the the key to this all is they're doing it the right way and i'm and what's bringing what's coming to my mind is we just came out of an immersion so here we are at an immersion with really gifted and talented teams and doctors and, and and team members and it's amazing how you know we're training on our systems we're training on you know different elements of the model we're we're doing some role playing we're we're doing all of that and and it's amazing how you know it's like wow i've been doing this work but I haven't been doing it exactly like that, right? And so you've been doing the right work, but maybe you haven't been doing the right work the right way, okay? So you're going up there and you're doing the, let's just go with the sports analogy, you're you're taking the shot, you're doing it, but the way that you're doing it, it's not correct. If you change this or that, that's, that's where you're gonna see the biggest change. And you always hear athletes talk about that, especially the golfers, right? They always talk about, I got a new coach, he's like oh try this try hold the club like this try to do your back swing like this hold your hips like this use this type of club oh when you're here try this it's like all these different things what are they doing it's the same dang thing hit the ball with the stick over there into that hole but it's a wildly different story to do it this way to do it the right way and i know if you're like us you want things done particular way um you know the whole uh Clydesdale control freak perfectionist that some of us had to recover from comes out at these moments when you're like, what is going on here, guys? Where did you, who trained you to do it like that? And you're like, they're looking at you like, I think you did, you know. And so this is that moment where it, it all comes back to training. So the biggest capacity block that I see here, Dr. Steven, is we're not training. We're not following a schedule. We're training inconsistently. The trainings are flat, we're really not inspired. We're really not getting things done. And, and that's one of the values of coming together. For emergence. And that's one of the values of again coming together as a team every single week consistently and training on the fundamentals of our practice. That's the things we got to get right. We get these four right, Dr. Stephen, the capacity block, you'll see it get get resolved.
1: That's right. And what are we training on? We're training on our systems. Right. So perfect place to end today's episode because that's going to be where we're going to kick off our next episode as we go over these crazy capacity blocks, the most common, eight most common capacity blocks that we see in our practices. Uh, The next time we're together, we're going to be unpacking one of my favorite topics when we're talking about systems. We're talking about operational capacity blocks. So, uh, guys, put this to work. This week, you're focusing on your personnel. You're taking a look at your team. Pull out your accountability chart. Look around and ask yourself, do I have the four rights nailed or am I looking at the four wrongs? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic.